With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm PJ Doran. And I'm Dave Sulecki. This week, we welcome the host of Pit Pass Indie, Bruce Martin, to the show. Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Nine rounds on the season of the best racing on two wheels, all 20 Ono Superbike races, King of the Baggers, and the Liquamali Junior Cup all going to air on Fox Sports. Supersport races are going to be live on MAV TV. So don't miss a minute of the action. If you can't be at the track, get on Moto America Live Plus. That's where I stream it when I can't get to the track. It's amazing. Go to MotoAmerica.com for tickets. We look forward to seeing you at the track. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Dave, what's going on in the off-road world? We have results from the AMA Outdoor Motocross in Lakewood, Colorado. That was round two for that series. In the 450 class, Ken Roxon takes an home. He sweeps with double moto wins, followed by Dylan Ferrandis. And in third, Adam Ciancerillo and his factory Kawasaki. So your 450 point standings so far in this early series. Ken Roxon leads. He's got the red plate with 90 points, followed by Dylan Ferrandis with 89. And then in third sitting is Aaron Plessinger, who is Dylan's teammate on the Star Racing Yamaha. So we've got a real battle going there in the 450 class. In the 250 class, we've got Justin Cooper bringing it home, followed by Jet Lawrence, the Australian rider, and his brother, Hunter Lawrence, finishes third on the day. So really great 250 racing and your 250 series sits right now. Jet Lawrence takes the lead with 90 points, followed closely by Justin Cooper with 80 points. And sitting in third, is Jeremy Martin, but news on Jeremy for the day. He was injured at that round, but uh, still kind of not sure what's going on with him. We hope to see him at the next round. We've also got GNCC results from the Mason-Dixon held at Mount Morris, Pennsylvania this last weekend. In XC1, he had Stuart Baylor bring it home on his Yamaha, followed by Ben Kelly on his KTM, and Jordan Ashburn brings up third. So your point standings in XC1, Ben Kelly continues to lead with 182, followed by Stuart Baylor, sitting on 178. And sitting in third is Grant Baylor, his brother, with 140 points. So that's it for off-road racing. PJ, what do we have in road racing? We've got results from a couple weeks ago. We had the AFT, American Flat Track Twins. That series raced over in Chicago. On top of the Super Twins was Briar Bauman over Vanderkoy and Jared Meese. 
Breyer is currently leading the overall point standing in the Super Twins class with 77 points, followed closely by J.D. Beach on 66 and Jared Mees at 63 points. The big news from the weekend was the MotoGP of Catalonia with Miguel Oliveira on top with his KTM ahead of Johan Zarco and Jack Miller. The overall MotoGP class currently led by Fabio Cortoraro on 118 with Johan Zarco sitting at 101, Jack Miller not out of it at all on 90 points in the moto two class remy gardner son to wayne gardner took the win in the moto two class ahead of raul fernandez and zavi vierge overall points currently after the number of races we've had this season in moto two remy gardner's leading the series with 139 fernandez on 128 and bezecchi on 101 we also had World Superbike from Portugal a couple weeks ago. In race one, it was Redding over Rosgat, Liaglu, and Jonathan Ray. Race two saw Ray on top of Davis and Rosgat, Liaglu. Current standings are Jonathan Ray on 110 with Rosgat, Liaglu on 75 and Redding on 74. That's it for Moto News. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, name the Hollywood actor known to sign up secretly for race events under the name Harvey Mushman. More on that after our interview with Bruce Martin. We want to welcome today to Pit Pass Moto, the host of Pit Pass Indy, the extraordinaire of the show, Bruce Martin. Welcome to Pit Pass today. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been quite a hectic month for uh, for both. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. In any form of racing, glad I could uh, join you today. Well, we look forward to talking to you about what you're up to on your show, Pit Pass Indie again. What's the latest haps in your world, sir? Well, uh, just trying to keep fans up to date uh, with the latest news and interviews uh, with the biggest names in the NTT IndyCar series. Last week's episode, we had it well covered with an exclusive interview the day after the race with four-time Indianapolis 500 winning driver Elio Castroneves and also had the previous four-time Indy 500 winner on the show, Rick Mears. What we try to do is just uh, come up with an interview-heavy format to where we're kind of introducing a lot of the big name drivers to our audience. A lot of the uh, people that listen to podcasts are already very diehard race fans, and this kind of helps feed their need for information and to get to know these drivers a little bit better. Bruce, it seems like there's a, a load of things that fans can do to interact with uh, the NTT IndyCar series these days. Has that changed a lot over the years? You've got to witness a lot of that yourself. It's definitely changed, and what you see right now is 
a bit of a battle between the traditional media that we're used to having things done a certain way and the new media, which is what today's society pretty much demands. It's trying to find a happy medium in both to satisfy both. I know that in a lot of ways, some of the things that they've changed uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in an IndyCar, you know, to some of the older people, and I hate to put myself in that category, but to some of the older people, it's a lot different. They're catering toward a younger audience. Unfortunately, in auto racing, in some series, it's an older fan, and how racing series and sanctioning bodies are able to best address those is going to be something that will be interesting to see how that all evolves. But I think that's what makes our shows so good is because a old-time hardcore fan can listen in and hear his favorite driver in an in-depth interview, and the new fan can have a fast-paced format to where they can catch a lot of different things on a podcast as they go about their day-to-day activities. And how has uh, the world of open-wheel racing changed in the last year and a half? So with the motorcycle perspective we have, we see what's happening at racetracks. How did Indigo, one of the historically the most attended motorsport events in the country, how did it go off with presumably limited access during the, hopefully, the end of this pandemic? Well, there was limited access unless you were vaccinated. If you were vaccinated and had a vaccination card that showed you had been vaccinated twice, those fans were still able to purchase silver badges, bronze badges, which allowed them into the paddock or at the speedways, it's known Gasoline Alley. So they had that access. And I think in a lot of ways, that caveat led encouraged a lot of people to get vaccinated Because without the vaccination, you were stopped at a certain checkpoint. But if you had a certain sticker on your hard card or your credential or for the spectators that bought the silver badges, their backing that the silver badge was on, if that sticker was on there to prove vaccination, they were allowed entry just like they always were. And I think in a lot of ways that really worked out quite well at this year's race. The other thing is I think we're going to see in the future that a lot of these venues and facilities are going to be a lot cleaner than what we may have seen them in the past. You know, with hygiene, uh, they're going to keep an eye on hygiene a lot more than I think we're, we were used to back in the day. Uh, first time I ever went to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway infield for the 1981 Indy 500, <laughs> the facilities they had in the infield aren't exactly what I would call facilities. They were more like, I think an army latrine would have probably been a step up from what they had out there. <laughs> What was funny was uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway president Doug Bowles came up with an idea of something unique to put on a special limited edition T-shirt. To a lot of people, when we saw what his idea was, we scratched our heads wondering how he ever got this one past Roger Penske. But it was actually an artist rendition of one of the old, how do I describe it, an old urinal trough from uh, that used to be in the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway restrooms. And I thought it was kind of interesting that Doug Bowles was able to get that one by and Roger Penske to sign off on it. But, hey, they were so popular, those T-shirts sold out well before race day. 
That is awesome. And it reminds me of pretty much every racetrack I go to. We uh, are talked about the upcoming events that we have at Road America, and they absolutely had brick houses scattered around the facility. Same type of deal. And they are going the way of the, the Buffalo, so to speak, uh, at facilities all across the country. Unless you go dirt track and dirt track and you can still get the, uh, the true ambiance of middle America. Well, I think that in today's society, you've got to do that for several reasons. Uh, people want to be entertained, and they also want to be entertained in a first-class way. It's a little bit different. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember going to things like packing up, you know, my dad packing us up. We might travel a couple hours to go watch an air show at some airport airfield. That was a big deal. Today, I don't think that fans... If they're going to put that much effort into going to an event, they want to make sure that it's clean, that there's uh, plenty of food and op uh, options for them, that there's other entertainment options while they're there. Kind of leads one of the reasons why street course racing and road course racing in IndyCar draws more spectators these days than, say, a regular oval track race is because in a lot of the oval tracks, they don't have other entertainment options for the spectators to participate in. Whereas you go to a street race, it's kind of like a weekend street party with all kinds of, you know, beer gardens and restaurants, cafes, food tents all over the place. It's kind of a, a business model that the ovals really need to jump onto if they want to continue to be a viable option in auto racing. We've seen NASCAR move away from the mile and a half ovals IndyCar's only got five oval races on the schedule this year. The one oval where they do use that uh, model is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway because it's such a massive facility that not all of your crowd for a practice or qualifying week uh, day is going to be located in the grandstands. They'll be located different parts of the facility because it is so large. Absolutely. And what's the latest in uh, the ra the actual racing news from uh, the Open Wheel Series? Is there any, are there watershed things that uh, as a motorcycle fan, I maybe wouldn't be aware of? Well, one of the things is going to be uh, the fact that Elio Castroneves wins his fourth Indianapolis 500. He's not even a full-time IndyCar Series competitor this year. He's driving a limited schedule for Meyer Shank Racing. There's a lot of people that want to get him signed up for a full-time deal. And, and team owner Michael Shank is trying to make that happen. But as you well know, in any type of sport that's driven by sponsorship dollars, it's not always that easy. There has to be funding behind an effort in order to be able to do it. Now, a lot of these guys that were big names during the month of May at Indy, such as Elio Castroneves and Tony Kanan, who this year was splitting the number 48 ride with Jimmy Johnson at Chip Ganassi Racing, they're driving in the Tony Stewart, Ray Evernham series, the S SRX series, that's going to begin on June the 9th, and that's going to be televised live. It's going to be six Saturday night races in a row, and they're all going to be live on the regular CBS network. So it's interesting to see that IROC model being brought back to life, only taking some of the dirt tracks on the schedule, like Eldora and, and places like that. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting thing for even the big-name IndyCar drivers that aren't running the full season anymore. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you more on your show. As we know, today is a crossover episode for us, so we're getting a little bit of you on our show, and you're going to get a little bit of us on yours. 
What's the uh, show name and how can people find you? I want to wrap with that. I think that's probably best to get your name out there. Well, it's Pit Pass Indy, and I'm the host, Bruce Martin, and I've uh, covered IndyCar racing and NASCAR for the better part of uh, nearly 40 years. The show can be found on any of the major podcast platforms. Uh, just go right on down the list, and you know they're they're available. And you know whether it be iTunes, whether it be Google, whether it be iHeartRadio, it's it's widely available. And for those who want to follow me on Twitter, it would be at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore five hundred. Right on. Well, thank you again for joining us, Bruce. We look forward to uh, listening to your show and checking out what's going on over there. Thanks for having me. We'd like to thank Bruce for being with us today. And this week's Pit Pass trivia question was... Name the Hollywood actor known to sign up secretly for race events under the name Harvey Mushman. And the answer is, of course, actor Steve McQueen. He was a former AMA Pro license holder and FIM license holder and was known to enter events across all spectrums of motorcycle racing under the name Harvey Mushman. In order to avoid being noticed, PJ, I think... I don't think he got away with it. I think a lot of people figured out who he was. Uh, absolutely, they did. The whole reason he was doing it was less about media, although certainly uh, McQueen was absolutely famous enough that he might want to hide from the adoring masses. It was more about not letting the recording studios know what he was up to. And if his name appeared in results or on entries, insurance guys would start taking a notice because they didn't want to lose him for movie recordings that they'd already written insurance policies on. I did a bit of research about this when I was in high school because I found it fascinating that he had a, an also known as that he went by. It was pretty awesome. In upcoming Moto News, the big one, Moto America, this coming weekend, June 11 through 13. I'll be there. Come find me. I'll be the idiot on a monkey wearing a helmet. Also, we have World Superbike coming up from Mizano, Italy, June 13th. AFT is taking the flat track series to OKC, Oklahoma City. There's a doubleheader, June 18th through the 19th. And MotoGP will be back in action in Germany at the Saxon Ring, June 20. What do we got in the dirt world, Dave? We've got MXGP beginning in Orlyanok, Russia, June 13th. And I hope I pronounced that city properly, but uh, make sure to check that out. We've got upcoming AMA Outdoor Motocross at a High Point Raceway in Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. That'll be June 19th. And we've got GNCC racing at the Snowshoe, Snowshoe, West Virginia. That'll be June 26th and 27th. Thank you to Bruce Martin for joining us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us as well. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog, 
This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, our producer, Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. I'm PJ. And I'm Dave. Have a wheelie good weekend. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.